So if you are moving careers, what approach do you adopt? Do you use the same approach you took to get your current medical job? Or do you need something a little bit different? So for this episode, I'm going to introduce to you the four key pillars that you need to successfully move careers as a doctor. Let's go. Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Bubbers-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. Hi, my fellow doctors. So for today, I'm going to be covering another common question that doctors face when they are looking to make the move. And the difference with this is that we're not just talking about the industry move. I mean, pretty much any move from a current career. And one of the differences between working as a doctor face-to-face, usually in public health care, is that we have a lot of structure around us with our career pathways, which has a great deal of positives and there's lots of history behind why that's so important for workforce planning, but also for our career progression planning. But the reality is we don't have the skill set required to navigate pathways that we create for ourselves. So one of the biggest challenges that doctors face when they move outside of those conventional boundaries is really working to a structure and really understanding how to make that move in a reasonable period of time that isn't just reliance on chance or luck or really, really bad spray and pray tactics. I'm sure that many of you have spoken to doctors who have made the move and usually when they relay their story or their journey, they make it sound like it's really easy. Um, For example, you know, I know doctors that have gone into, you know, working for, let's say, a big name corporate company. And they were like, yeah, I just got headhunted on LinkedIn. And then I was offered the job. So within that story, actually, there are a, there was a lot of work that went into it, like the actual getting headhunted. That's not an easy thing to actually achieve. And that doctor, I can tell you, did a lot of work to make sure that they actually got noticed. Um, so this episode is really focusing on the structure that I advise my mentees, because I support a lot of doctors who are moving into industry in particular, but actually can be used for any move. So supporting them and really giving themselves a structure, which is not just useful for the move, but also really valuable for continuing in in a job because you're always going to be moving at some point. You know, everyone's looking for the next thing, whether it's going to be a few months or a few years. You always have to make sure you're well positioned to get that next opportunity that will help you thrive as an individual personally and professionally. 
So let me start with a little story of one of the doctors that I've worked with. So this particular doctor had applied multiple, multiple times to opportunities in industry. Um, so they decided to leave their clinical role and they wanted to go and get an industry job. And for some reason, just was not getting any interviews whatsoever. And they had applied for a lot. And, you know, this doctor, very well qualified, very articulate, had a decent amount of experience. Like, you're not very junior as a doctor, but still could not really get their footing in the door. Um, so basically we took a look at the approach. So it's always about the approach to this. And if you look back at the episode where I, I commented, how do I get a job in health tech? I focused very much on the approach and there's three different types of approach. You can look at the front door, the side door and the back door. Take a, take a listen to the episode. But anyway, so this person in particular one of the reasons why they were struggling in particular to get into this industry job was that they were 100% relying on the front door, which most doctors are used to, which is simply seeing a job ad and applying for a job. And the reality is most jobs that are advertised um, are one in the minority of opportunities that are actually out there. So, so the minority of jobs that you will see are actually advertised. So you're actually missing out on perhaps up to 70% of jobs that are available if you're only relying on job ads. And another point was that, like many doctors, this particular doctor just wasn't very clear on exactly what jobs they wanted to do or where their sector focus was. And because that wasn't clear to them, that wasn't clear and how they communicated it to the jobs that they were applying to. Um, and as you know, a lot of people are busy these days and if it's just not really obvious as to how you can provide value to a company, um, you know, you will go to the bottom of the pile um, or you're just relying on luck for someone to actually read into what you're saying and say, hey, this could be interesting. So when you are applying to other opportunities outside of industry, please do not rely on luck to get your next job. Make sure you have a structure. And so note that in the mistakes that they were making, I didn't say their CV wasn't good enough. I didn't say their LinkedIn profile wasn't good enough. Those are important points, but they are not the main factors that will get you or this doctor their next job. Doctor, we made a few changes using the four pillars, which I'll go through. The strategy, their positioning, developing attention, and network. And... Boom, a few weeks later, and I mean weeks, I got a call from this doctor to say that they'd seen one, an increase in interest, actually genuine interest in who they were and what they were doing. Um, two, better quality conversations. So you might be aware that like interviews, when, when, they get, when you get to an interview, the ideal is that you've had several conversations before you actually have the formality of the interview and the interview should really just be a formality because by that time both you and the employer have made you know pretty good decisions as to whether it could work out or not and three they've because they, they'd focused themselves they were aware of more job opportunities 
And many were not advertised. These are ones that either came up or were offered as a result of a discussion. And this is all without them formally having to apply. But obviously they will eventually go through a formalised process. So going back to the, you know, the whole point of this episode, you know, as doctors, we do find it really difficult to navigate this. And it is like the Wild West, to be honest. And as I said in one of my previous podcasts, uh, and also have to reference, this is from Greece the Musical, not Greece the Country, because someone actually wrote to me about that. <laughs> um, so the rules are, there ain't no rules right and this is how we this is why we struggle because we're used to all these rules and structures and processes etc etc um and so it's really like how can you leverage that and work to a structure that works for you so not so basically having these pillars in place will enable you to decide what goes into each of your different pillars so let me take you through this just before i do it's really important that you realize in order for this to work you 100% need focus. You need to choose a specific area, a specific sector that you are going to focus on. I know for some of you, you know, it's quite difficult to decide on what you want to do. And if you are that person, which we all are at times and we all have been, I strongly recommend that you invest in a career coach just so you can get some clarity on this. And don't worry, if you decide to focus on a certain sector and it doesn't work out, at least you've done it, you've tried it and it didn't work out. And at least you, what people like to say, fail fast, right? Um, But you put your all in and it just wasn't worth it for you. And then you can move on to another area, right? So, so strategy, positioning, attention, network. There are lots of acronyms. This could be SPAN is what we've uh, stuck with um, because it will span your lifetime and your career. It was at one point PANS and NAPS, but I'm not sure that really fitted as well. Um, (laughs) You'll remember it there. You'll remember it. Um, So let's just start from the strategy. As I mentioned before, you need to have a clear idea of your approach. And it's okay to say, I'm going to adopt one approach or even two approaches, but as long as you're clear on what you want to focus on and what is best for your market. So every market's different. And say, for example, you're looking at health tech. Yes, jobs do get advertised in health tech, but to be honest, like jobs are created all the time, all the time. And most of those jobs you will not see. So if you're relying solely on applying for health tech jobs, um, when they're advertised, you are putting yourself in a really difficult position and it will take you a lot longer to get where you want to get. Um, so again, going back to my episode about the different doors, in my opinion, if you apply for health tech roles and you want to get the best role for you, it's best to go either through the side door or the back door, not the front door, which is applying and waiting for jobs to come up because those jobs will be in the minority. So when we look at strategy, that's what we're referring to. How are you going to approach getting these jobs? Um, so for example, you know, this doctor decided that they, instead of applying for jobs solely, they could still do that. They were going to use their own network. So their own friends, their own family, um, to get referrals into a company. And, you know, most jobs, I'd say about 26% of hires are from referrals alone within a company. Um, so that's what they decided to do. Number one, that's what they focused on. So instead of 
you know, sorting out their CV. They focused on relationships, asking people, telling people what they were looking to do, asking for introductions, that kind of thing. The second one is positioning. So as I said to you at the beginning of this, you need clarity. You need to focus on where you're moving to so that people that you speak to or come across you or even employers understand who you are for, who you are not for, and what you can do in relation to what their mission and their values are. So for example, you know, the best way to communicate this is either to have an elevator pitch ready, especially if you're at networking events, or even just talking to friends and family, so people remember who you are. So saying something like, I am an experienced doctor with a specialist interest in product development. I mean, that's quite easy to remember, right? It's as simple as that, I promise you. So if you kind of end up saying something like, oh, I'm just a GP trainee and at the moment I'm kind of looking at other opportunities and I'm interested in uh, pharma, I'm interested in consultancy, I'm interested in lifestyle medicine, I'm interested... No one's going to remember any of that. They'll just say, this person's confused (laughs) and I I can't be of value to them because I wouldn't even know where to direct them. So I hope you get my point. Uh, The third one is attention. And so this is like the long game. Um, So I mentioned to you before, like span is really useful for getting a job, but also, you know, for really building your brand, your credibility over the longer term so that when you're ready to move, you don't have to do this work over and over again. And so again, like how do people remember you? How are you maintaining who you are? How do you communicate that? And how will you show up every time? And the elevator pitch is part of this, but this is where maybe your CV and your LinkedIn comes in. Less so CV. So CV is also about the positioning and just clarifying and summarizing who you are. LinkedIn is a dynamic online, can be found by anyone, you know, document, web page. And, you know, people look at what you've done, the static information about your job history, but also about what you've engaged with, like, you know, what groups you're part of, you know, what what do you want to be known for? Um, and that's another way of like develop, you know, generating attention. And the keywords that you put in your LinkedIn profile can be found by the right kind of people. So it's really important to be aware of that. And other things you can do, there's a whole range of other things to develop attention. You may not be someone who likes to go on LinkedIn. Like, don't get me wrong, there are loads of people that don't want that. And that's fine. But there are other ways to really develop attention for example one of the things I did um when I was in occupational medicine for example is I developed uh my own whatsapp groups (laughs) um for a specific purpose which was completing um the Caesar route so that's a non-training route so you know put yourself within a community build that community around you and then you've got some authority, you've got some credibility, you've done something there. So that's just one example. Roundtables is another thing. Speaking is another thing. You know, who? how do you want to get known? And this is something that will take more time. And the final thing is your network. So again, this is not something that we consciously are aware of as doctors, especially in conventional pathways, but it is so, so, so important to be to really utilize the people you know. And you don't need to know that many people. It's just about asking the right questions, asking for help and asking for referrals. And you can start with your nearest and dearest family and friends, 
us doctors, we are connected. We are highly connected professionals because um, we've moved around a lot <laughs> so much, right? So we know loads of other doctors. So, you know, speak to your doctor friends and say, hey, do you know anyone who's done pharma? Or, you know, I'd, lo I'd love to hear more about that friend of yours that was doing, um, you know, working in IT. You know, just just have conversations and really build on that and just be really purposeful in what you're asking for. Because as you know, most people just want to help other people. Um, so those, so going through back to, through the span. So those are the four key things that you really need to have in place to succeed in your career move consciously. So as I said, you know, you, you do hear the stories of people that just fell into jobs. The reality is most of those people are kind of brushing over or glossing over the finer points. Actually, there were a lot of challenges in on that journey. Um, not unusual challenges, um, but you just don't want to leave to chance. You are very busy in what you're doing. Uh, this is the structure that I use to help and support the doctors that I mentor. So I, I really hope that you found that really useful. Don't forget the SPAN acronym use it, abuse it, don't forget it, you, and, and write it down, write it down. And it may change because some things might not work for you and that's great. Just make sure you have it in your mind, a clear blueprint. So if you're someone that needs a bit more support in moving to industry or to a different career and you have a very clear idea of where you want to go and how you want to, or what you want to achieve, simply email team at medicfootprints.org explaining who you are, what area you want to focus on, value you feel you may get from one-to-one -one mentoring with me. And remember, I have an extensive network. I've been doing this for some time. So I can also potentially make some introductions to the right people for you. So remember, that's team at medicfootprints.org. And for those of you that have not subscribed to us yet, what are you waiting for? Go to medicfootprints.org forward slash join our mission. And in order to make sure that you don't miss out on any new episodes, please feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice and leave a glowing review to make sure that we can connect 1 million doctors with the best in diverse career opportunities by the year 2030. And we can't do it without you. Simple, sim simply spoken, we cannot do it without you. Um, I really look forward to hearing from you. Make sure that you connect with me on LinkedIn as well. I would love to hear from you. And I do my best to message everyone that gets in contact with me. Until next episode.